Hello and welcome to Sese Says So. This is a biology revision podcast aimed to help you with your GCSE biology revision. In each episode, we focus on a different biological topic and in this episode, we will be looking at the topic excretion. So by the end of the episode, you should be able to identify the key organs involved in excretion in plants and animals, describe the structure and function of the kidney, and explain the role of antidiuretic hormone in osmoregulation. So, without further ado, let's get into it. Excretion is the removal of toxic materials produced in metabolic reactions. Excretion is one of the key characteristics that all living organisms carry out. So if you remember Mrs. C. Nurg, the E in that acronym represents excretion. The leaf is a vital organ involved in the excretion of waste products. Carbon dioxide, oxygen and water are examples of waste products produced by plants. During the day, plants carry out photosynthesis, a metabolic reaction. This releases oxygen as a waste product. However, during the night, plants carry out respiration, another metabolic reaction. But this time, carbon dioxide and water are the waste products. Humans, on the other hand, have a number of organs involved in excretion. The lungs, they're responsible for the excretion of carbon dioxide and water. The skin, this is responsible for the excretion of water and excess minerals such as sodium. And then the kidneys are responsible for the excretion of water, urea and mineral ions. Okay, well it's time for the first pit stop. In this pit stop, you have to identify the organ responsible for excreting the waste product mentioned. Number one, name the organ that excrete oxygen. Number two, name the organs that excrete water. And finally, number three, name the organ responsible for the excretion of urea. Okay, you know what to do. Pause the podcast, give yourself some time to think of the answers to those questions. And we'll be back with the correct answers to the questions in three, two, one. So you had to identify the organ responsible for excreting the mentioned waste products. So number one, name the organs that excrete oxygen. The correct answer for this is leaves. Number two, the organs that excrete water. You could have said any of the following, leaves, lungs and skin. And then finally, number three, name the organ responsible for the excretion of urea. The correct answer for this is kidneys. So if you got all of those answers correct, awesome job. And now we're going to move on into the next segment. The excretory system in humans contains two kidneys. They are connected to the bladder by tubes called the ureter. The bladder stores the urine and releases it through a separate tube called the urethra, where it exits the body. The kidneys are important excretory organs. They filter blood and remove waste materials. They produce urine and they assist in the maintenance of water concentration via a process called osmoregulation. The external layer of the kidney is called the cortex. The middle section inside the kidney is called the medulla. The medulla is the site of millions of tiny tubule structures known as nephrons. So when I'm teaching this topic to my students, a way I get them to remember the term nephrons is to think of Zac Efron. It's because it rhymes and it's almost a trigger to help them remember. So almost imagine millions of Zac Efrons in the kidneys to help you that there are millions of nephrons in the kidneys. I know it's random, but it's a good way to remember it. 
The nephrons are the site of two processes, the first being ultrafiltration. This is the removal of waste products from the blood. And then the second process is selective reabsorption, the reabsorption of useful substances back into the blood. Now, nephrons are structurally adapted to carry out these two main functions. The structure of the nephron starts off with the Bauman's capsule, sometimes referred to the Reynolds capsule. This surrounds a network of capillaries called the glomerulus. Ultrafiltration occurs at this point. Due to the high pressure in the glomerulus, small substances such as water, urea, mineral ions and glucose are filtered out of the blood into the nephron. Molecules like proteins, on the other hand, are too big to filter out, so this is why you will never or should never see proteins in your urine. Selective reabsorption begins at the next point called the proximal convoluted tubule, or PCT for short. Glucose and mineral ions are actively transported from the nephron back into the blood. The next section of the nephron is the loop of Henle. This is the site of water reabsorption back into the blood. This carries on until the next point, the distal convoluted tubule, or DCT for short. Mineral reabsorption also takes place at this point. The final section of the nephron is the collection duct. This is where urine, which is made up of urea, salt and water, is collected and directed to the ureter, which will transport the urine to the bladder, which will eventually go through the urethra and exit the body. Okay, well, it's time for our second pit stop. For this pit stop, you have to answer the following questions. Number one, name the two processes carried out by the nephron. Number two, name the molecules or substances found in urine. And finally, question number three, what is the name of the tube that connects the kidneys to the bladder? Okay, you know what to do. Pause the podcast, think about the answers to those questions, and we'll be back with the correct answers in three, two, and one. So for this pit stop, you have to answer the following questions, and let's go over the answers. Number one, name the two processes carried out by the nephron. So the two processes are ultrafiltration and selective reabsorption. Number two, name the molecules or substances found in urine. For this, you should have got urea, water, salt, and mineral ions. And then finally, question number three, what is the name of the tube that connects the kidneys to the bladder? The correct answer for this is ureter. Try not to get that confused with urethra. Okay, so if you got those answers correct, great job. And now we're going to move on into the final segment. Osmoregulation is a result of negative feedback and is all part of homeostasis, which if you remember is the maintenance of a constant internal environment. Osmoregulation is the control of water and salt concentration in the body. The process is regulated by the antidiuretic hormone, or ADH. This is how it works. Imagine water concentration is lower than normal in the body. Receptors in the brain detect the change and as a result, the pituitary gland releases more ADH. The kidney then absorbs more ADH, which leads to the walls of the collecting duct becoming permeable. So more water is absorbed back into the body because it's leaving the collecting duct and moving back into the bloodstream the water concentration increases back to normal. The urine produced is concentrated and low in volume. Now, imagine the water concentration is higher than normal in the body. 
Receptors in the brain detect the change and as a result, less ADH is released from the pituitary gland. The kidney then absorbs less ADH, so the walls of the collecting duct become impermeable. So less water is absorbed back into the body. The water concentration decreases back to normal and the urine produced is dilute and high in volume. Okay, well it's time for our final pit stop. So these are the end of episode summary questions. So get a notepad, book or use your phone so that you can write down the answers. Question number one. Describe what happens if the concentration of water in the body is lower than normal. Question number two. Put the following sections of the nephron in the correct order. Distal convoluted tubule, proximal convoluted tubule, collecting duct, Bauman's capsule and loop of Henle. Then question number three, where does ultrafiltration take place? Okay, well, pause the podcast, give yourself some time to write down those answers, and we'll be back with the correct answers in three, two, and one. So the end of episode summary questions, you had to answer the following questions. Let's go over the answers. Number one, describe what happens if the concentration of water is lower than normal. Correct answer for this. The receptors in the brain detect the change. The pituitary gland releases more ADH, antidiuretic hormone. The kidney then absorbs more ADH. The walls of the collecting duct become permeable. So more water is absorbed back into the bloodstream and therefore back into the body. So the water concentration increases back to normal. Question number two. You had to put the following sections of the nephron in the correct order. You had distal convoluted tubule, proximal convoluted tubule, collecting duct, Bauman's capsule and loop of Henle. The correct order is Bauman's capsule, proximal convoluted tubule, loop of Henle, distal convoluted tubule and collecting duct. And then finally, question number three, where does ultrafiltration take place? So it occurs between the Bauman's capsule and glomerulus. If you got all those answers correct, great job. And now we're just going to move on into the closing segment. So there you have it, excretion in a nutshell. Remember that these episodes are here for you to listen to as many times as you want. So please take full advantage of them. Be sure to follow me on my social platforms at Cesse Cesso on Instagram for daily biology updates and subscribe to my podcast channel, which can be found on most streaming platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Join me again for the next episode where I'll be reviewing the topic reproduction part one. Why? Because Cesse says so.